Welcome to the Power Forward Pod, hosted by the Power Forward Group Financial Advisory Team, where we believe two is better than one, dialogues are better than monologues, thoughts are meant to be challenged, sound boxes are the enemy, and change is the only constant. If you want to learn more about our day jobs and what we really do, check out our website at powerforwardgroup.com. What's up, all? I'm Ruben Lavavi, joined today by the members of the Power Forward Group team. To my left, I got Bobby Castlander, Chris DeVito, Joe Shalom. Today, we're going to talk about sports and the background of the Power Forward Group name. So, I mean, I'd like to say the Power Forward Group name comes from some illustrious sports background, but I mean, my sports background is basically beer league hockey, which is not so illustrious. We lost 10 to 1 last week, and I did score the one goal, but 10 to 1, not a great event. We do have one member of the team who got a little bit far in sports. Bobby Castlander, tell us about your sports career a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, it sounds like you're holding yourself up on your team. We're the only goal. <laughs> you got to get, you you get some new teammates. It was an open netter, though. So. Open netter. Right. They pulled the goal. <laughs> so it's garbage time points. Those Pad the stats. That's all right. Appreciate this. Those are big um, for beer league fantasy. But, yeah, so I was a uh, Division One football player at Bucknell for four years, three years starter there. Um some of the best four years of my life. Absolutely loved it. Uh, unfortunately, it was um, prior to the whole NIL, uh, you know, gig and everything that's going on now, which is what we're going to be talking about today, mostly. Um, but it was awesome. You know, ton of life experience, right? Being a part of a team, accountability, um, discipline. It teaches time management. Everything I learned there transitions very well into the the business field and the, and the work field. So. Um, made a lot of great, you know, forever friendships there. Some of my best friends are, um, you know, some of the football guys I, I played with there. But uh, awesome experience overall. Yep. When, when you say prior to NIL, does that mean you made zero dollars playing I did. sports? Yeah, unfortunately. So well, didn't so get to, yeah, didn't get to take advantage of it. You know, the whole Instagram marketing campaigns, all you know, money from schools, none of that. But uh, but I beg to differ. So I think when you think about kind of sports and the, the team environment and I think that pops off a resume. One of the things we, we look at yep. in terms of building out Power Forward Group, as well as when we think about our clients, is that team environment, that supportive environment, it's really kind of the keystone to moving forward is that group thought and getting outside getting outside the box, like we spoke about last week. Yeah, so where did the name uh, Power Forward Group come from? Why wasn't it uh, Lavavi Financial or something like that? Well, I mean, first of all, who would want to work for Lavavi Financial? You never name companies after yourself. No, no, why there's not? no companies like that. Uh, so, I mean, that, that was my original thought. To be honest, my dad worked in finance before I did, right? My dad was a financial advisor, and I said, hey, uh, it was an, after being an attorney for a little bit of time, I said, he's making more money doing a lot less work, definitely a lot less uh, drafting work than I was doing as an attorney. Um, and I said, that might be interesting. Uh, but I didn't think about it as I'm going to be generation two in my dad's business. I really thought about if we're going to build out and we're going to support our clients, it goes back to that two to one advisor ratio. We want to build a team around our clients and a lot of the thought process around that team idea. And when I thought about team, I thought about the sports I played. So everybody thinks power four group is really about basketball. Um, for some, it might, for me, it was about hockey. Um, but I think the role is the same. I think the power four is the glue of the team. It's the person who picks up the pieces, right? When I think about uh, the Chicago bulls in the nineties, you think about Jordan um, but you also think about Scotty who Pippen. picked up the pieces. Right. Well, I was Dennis about, Rodman. I was thinking about Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Right. Yeah, he was a power forward. Right. So I'm thinking about that role. Uh, and that idea of a lot of what we do is allow people to do what they do best, right, is to bring on the dollars, take care of their families, score points at home, 
and we pick up a lot of the pieces and that's that's really the supportive environment I wanted to create from a, a team result so when we started the group that was the idea and also we want to scale we want you know we want to grow the power for group team and uh, I didn't think Lavavi Financial had a ring for it when I thought about it I said who wants to work for a company named after uh, the founder so I thought that that was an idea for idiots right yeah, and then Merrill Lynch, Goldman, those are very unrecognizable names. Yeah, so, um, I mean, no. when I told Chris that, I said, Chris is like, yeah, Chris is like, you're a moron. Um, Charles Schwab. Uh, they're all dead. Well, Schwab's not dead. But <laughs> the other guys are dead. Um, so, I guess people want to put their money with those people because they really feel a lot of, uh, I guess the name is really built out and they feel a lot of um, support to the name, but I think, I think the idea of the group is really that idea of having a team approach to life, having a team approach to the way we think about things and uh, opening the boundaries of that conversation to that two to one ratio at a minimum and really uh, thinking about things a little bit differently and having a collaborative approach. So when we think about college sports today and we think about a lot of the changes, that's a lot of what we see. We see the idea of players being able to make money off uh, their own name, image, and likeness, right? NIL. Uh, is it NIL or NIL? Bobby? NIL, I think. NIL? Okay. I've heard some professional athletes call it nil. I've heard NIL. I don't know. But what is NIL, Joe? Yeah. So basically, uh, two years ago or so, the Supreme Court said that college players can actually get paid for their name and likeness instead of just the school making money off of them. So they started going on Instagram, TikTok, and getting paid for themselves and advertising themselves as opposed to not being able to make any money in the past. So the Supreme Court comes in. And they changed the scope of uh, college sports. And uh, the net result is athletes are getting paid. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And it's actually uh, it's crazy what's been happening. These uh, boosters have been coming out and create, making up collectives and using that as a recruitment tool to try and get college athletes to their schools to boost their program. So the schools can't do anything about it. They could just say, hey, we have you know, this coach, these players, but these boosters are coming in saying, hey, if you come to us, we'll give you a car We'll give you, you know, $50,000 as a charity because you're coming to our school. Right, when I hear the idea collective, I feel <coughs> like it's like some communist socialist idea. Is that what it is? Yeah. These, uh, these donors, what they've been doing is they said, hey, we want to give money to the school. What we're going to do is we're going to create these charities because we want to get a tax deduction and giving money to schools isn't a tax deduction. And they put money into this collective, which sort of like Reuven says, and they're using that to recruit players and say, hey, you know, we have this charity where we're going to deliver food to the elderly. So, oh, if you come to our school, we'll give you a car because you need to deliver food to the elderly. As long as you do it once a year, that counts in our book. Bobby, did you get a car? Oh, I did not, no. no. Went to what was the first car you drove? Unfortunately, First car that I drove, I think it was in high school. Uh, what did I have, like a Buick? Some sort of Buick. You said the word Buick. I think yeah. a Shaq trying to like, it was sit a very the back yeah. of a Buick. <laughs> it, had leather, it had leather seats, though. It was great. Leather seats? Yeah. All right. Uh, wait, so are great cars, are, by the way. is that what college athletes are getting? They're getting Buicks? Some schools in Ohio State, they're, getting Bu- they're not getting Buicks. They're getting Dodge Chargers, $61,000 cars. Wait, Sounds when you nice. say that, what does that mean? Ohio State is getting Dodge Chargers? Like Ohio State, if I play on the Ohio State football team, do I get Nike shoes? What do I get? You're not going to make it. I'm not going to make it? <laughs> <laughs> no, if they, uh, the boosters, what they're doing is they're giving people, they're trying to recruit people. So they hey, you come to our school, we'll give you a car to drive. So we move from sneakers yeah. to cars. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. It's a fast, faster way of getting around. I should go back to college now. Maybe I can get something like that. Maybe what sport were you playing? What sport are you playing, <laughs> Joe? Thanks, Bobby. Ping pong. No, no, no. Pickleball. It's all the rage now. Are you going backwards <laughs> in time? Back to the future? 
I don't think pickleball. I know you're young, but I don't think pickleball existed when you were in college. The chance that I could beat Bobby at something, yo. You're not beating me in pickleball. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Have you ever played pickleball? Next yeah, PFG trip. Course. The pickleball court. Sounds good. Let me know. All right. Well, last time we saw tennis, Joe said he put up a match. Bobby said no. How about um, the race? Don't forget about that. Yeah, we have video footage of that, Joe. How did that go? Yeah. <laughs> we got the ping pong scoreboard over there. <laughs> Wait, are, but the, are the schools the schools aren't paying the athletes though? Right, that's still not allowed. Yeah. Or is it allowed to just nobody's doing it? No, that's not allowed. Well, the right. I mean, the school knows about it though. Like they're yeah, they're yeah. involved with it. All the ads they know about it. They're using it as a recruitment tool, but also it's going too far where it doesn't always help them. And they actually want some regulation on it. The schools want regulation. Yeah, shockingly enough, because. They don't have any control, right? And they want control. So they're giving up control to these collectives because they don't have any say with what's going on there. So they don't actually have any say and they want to get say. So before NAL, schools didn't pay the, their college athletes, right? Still now, they're still they're not still paying not. College, college athletes. Okay, so let's go back a step. <laughs> so now we have collectives who are clearly not communist organizations. They're clearly uh, capitalist organizations. They're paying the student athletes, yep. right? And what's the value of the collective? They want to boost their school. And they're getting advertising, right? I don't think and they're in it for the money. They're fan. They're super fan. I, I used to have a client that was a booster for Nebraska, and he just yeah, they're they're super like, fans. rooting for Nebraska. Super fans? Oh yeah, yeah. Like like if you can go recruit Shohei Otani to the Yankees for like five bucks with everybody. Okay, so they support the school. They care about the school. They get a tax deduction too. Don't forget about oh, that. Oh, right, so now corporate America comes in. They say, hey, we'll support our university, but we'll get a tax deduction for that support. When you speak to your clients and you can get a tax deduction, how does the tax deduction work? Win-win. They love tax deductions. Okay. That's so, all they want. <laughs> so these organizations are 501c3s? They're creating 501c3s, yes. Were, did they, were, they, were these organizations the ones that were probably pushing this more than two? Because they've been doing Like, Booster's always been around, just like off the books. Yeah. Now, now it's legal, though. So they're right. doing it uh, on the books, but they, you can't give money to a school and get a tax deduction. So they wanted to find the loop, loophole. So they're creating these charities to, to get that loophole. Now they can give money to the school without actually giving money to the school and get a deduction for it. All right, so let's and go get back the and players start. they want too. We have a school <coughs> that's giving cars to all their athletes, but it's not the school; it's the collect the, the communist collectives that we have. Super fans, right? super, fans super fans, right? And they might be getting a tax deduction for giving those cars to college athletes. Yes. Wow, Bobby. <laughs> Whoa. Missed out. You should go back and get your masters. I mean, I don't know if I was going to be getting a Dodge Charger, but right. if you could. Some, so, a Buick. Buick. <laughs> I mean, you would have been happy with the Buick, it sounds like. Well, all you got to do, by the way, for some, some of them, it's, hey, put one Instagram post up. You know, we'll pay you five grand the post. Know. You know, 12 posts a year, make 60 grand like that. The biggest college athletes getting, like, I think almost half a million dollars for an Instagram post. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But how much money is bringing to the university? An insane amount of money. Right, um, so. Yeah, I mean. I, I mean, top, let's go back a step, school. right? Top school this year, I think, was Ohio State, or this was 2022 stats. Ohio State made, I think, over it's like 250 million in revenue in 2022. I mean, it's, gross, a, it's gross, a billion gross dollar revenue. gross revenue. Yeah. Right. How many it's yards been, did you have in your career? Uh, like 1,300. 1,300 sounds like a lot of yards for one NFL season. How many years did you play? Uh, three. I was a three-year starter. Yeah. How yeah. many games though? How many games did I play? Yeah. Um, it was like the how many games in the season? S- sophomore year, I think I. I played seven of the eight games. Junior year, I got hurt halfway through the season, so I only played like five. And then senior year, I played the full year, which was like ten, nine or ten. It's not bad. That's right. a so- solid wide receiver too. He had like eight or nine. He thinks he knows exactly how many he had. Longest, longest catch. 
Uh, I think it was a 72-yarder against Marist. Touchdown, or did you get taken down? Yeah. Joe and Bobby have yeah. been... You want to check tape? <laughs> you have the tape on? I got tape. I'll show oh, you. Oh, 100%. <laughs> We're recording, guys. Look, look at YouTube. You can see the tape. Right, we'll, tape? we'll play it at our uh, next intermission. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be superimposed over... Uh, the, the VHS video will be superimposed over the video. But, um, wait, so y- you didn't get paid for your 1,300 yards. Now, players are getting cars for the 1,300... Power to them, right? Great, great job. And corporate America is getting the tax deduction? Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, is that legal? It's questionable. The IRS started cracking down on it, saying this isn't actually charities. Right? If you uh, deliver cars, if you give them a car, just deliver one meal to uh, an elderly, they don't necessarily consider that charity. And uh, some of the collectives said, hey, we don't care. We'll wait till they crack down, and we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Okay, got it. Communist collectives. Super fans. Super fans. <laughs> <laughs> Giving free money to athletes. Probably, I'm sure that guy owns some car dealership, right? And university is getting better players than the university because free cars. Bobby, would you have left Bucknell if you got a free car somewhere else? I mean, if Bucknell was offering me the same car, I mean, that's probably right, stuff. Right, so nego- now you can negotiate. Now you can negotiate. College players win every time yeah, they deserve it exactly. because it's been a bad cycle, right? I mean, when we think about where, where it was previously and we think about the environment before NAL, the environment was universities making a ton of money off their athletic programs, uh, athletes not getting paid, and not Nothing. all of them, yeah. right? Yeah. Bobby didn't get paid. Not all, yeah, not all of them turn out to be, you know, million dollar players in the prof- you know in the pros. And right, if you got hurt before then, you're you're shit out of luck. Right. And so why not pay them for actually being players then? Well, why not? Well, I'm sure that happened. I mean, when I think about it, I think there's a lot of players who, I mean, you can't go back in time, right? Joe wants to go back in time. He wants to play pickleball. <laughs> well, the, um, the argument used to be they were getting like tuition paid. I was like, that was their payment. So that was free school. Yeah. How many years would you have to go to school to play in the league? Like, every league has a different rule, and right? NBA is one, right? MLB doesn't care. NHL, do College that? was two. College, College was football. football. So, I mean, in the, in the land before time, right, there was, a, there, were, there was a time where NBA players went straight to the league without having to play college ball. Then there was a time where you had to do one year in school. Um, there's been famous cases of players having to play a certain amount of time and then do they make the league? Do they not make the league? Uh, what about the Heisman? I mean, there's been a ton of examples of... Reggie Bush? Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about Reggie Bush. What's that scenario? Yeah, it was he took got caught taking money he wasn't supposed to take, and this was years later, right? They stripped him of the Heisman, of the trophy. Right. They still so haven't given it back to him, which is crazy. Yeah, that's that's the question. Like, now that this is like, you know, is there a statute of limitations? Let me go back and just saying, like, our bad, you know? Right, and how does he make when that money? Ha- when it was happening across the country, like, he wasn't the only one. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a big case. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of an amazing college football player. NFL, not so much. What happened there? You know, amazing, amazing college player. Like, he's maybe top, I don't know, top 10, top 20 of all time in college. Right. And then in the NFL, he got probably got a, I don't even know his contract history, but I assume he got a great first year, right, coming out as a rookie deal. Right? What pick was he? Did anybody, anybody know? No? I think top didn't five. He, didn't he, he won a Super Bowl, didn't he, with the Saints? Oh, I don't know. I mean, on my Giants, we got Saquon, who was picked high. Tommy DeVito well, who, had a great week. He was with yeah, the Saints. Yeah, I don't know if he won it with them, though. All right. So the only reason I think I remember that because I remember the ESPN commercial where it was uh, Reggae Bush and he had like, it was like a. Oh, he did. 2010. Yeah, right. yeah. I think he played good. I don't think he was the best running back on his team that year, if I remember yeah. correctly. Or not the fastest. He did have some good years with the Saints, but. I think he had a touchdown. Definitely did not live up to the hype of the NFL. Right. I mean, he, I mean, his name, we all know who he is, but. I don't think he made any money off his college career. No. What about the guys? The so it's interesting they get paid now, but 
the rule used to be, maybe this will change now since they're getting paid, but like how you had to, you have to play, right? Like for the NCAA basically before you can go pro. Like what about guys that have gotten hurt doing that and then never had an opportunity to make money? Like who is that guy? I mean, you're, you're, you're the oldest guy here. What was that guy? Maurice? Oh, there's a guy, Claret. right. There's a guy in Ohio State is the best running back in the country in I think the early 2000s, Maurice Claret. For his freshman year, the best running back in the country. And then I think, I think they took it to the Supreme Court, but he wasn't allowed to declare for the draft because he got kicked off his team after the first year and then he had a bunch of injuries. And then he was, I mean, th- that was it. His career was over. If, if he, if he went that. to the draft, like the earliest he could have, you'd think he would have went like top five? I mean, Reggie Bush, Saquon Barkley, like I think he was there at that what, time. What about we looked up before? Would Saquon get as a signing bonus? Mm, number two. First year, 20 million. So that guy, like maybe, four year, I mean, you know, adjust that for inflation 20 years ago. Maybe it's 10, whatever. Yeah. But I think the future running backs in the NFL don't, don't look that good. Yeah. Yeah, but five years ago it was much hotter, so it's always a cycle in sports. And right. I, I think the best spot, honestly, when you think about college football, is uh, is now the m- money's always been flowing. Now at least players are getting some money. Let's be honest, like right, they're not in the position Reggie Bush was in. NIL's here, um, but college coaches have college coaches have never lost out. Insane, like, ever. Insane. Yeah, uh, I mean, you think they about paid, they get paid more than NFL coaches, probably. I think they Close. do. I think the top ones do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Dick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, which I'll talk through in a minute. Um, yeah, some of the big name guys are they're getting more money than. So Jimbo's than getting a Jimbo guys. amount of money. Jimbo's getting a jumbo amount of money. He went yeah. back, right? Who's he's the one that went back to the college? No, that was no, so uh, Jimbo. Who went back? Uh, uh, the, the guy Har- Harbos. <laughs> yeah, who just got banned, but yeah. <laughs> for the yeah, moment he, he was. Well, he learned a little bit he from Bill be Belichick. To, he apparently. could be going to the NFL in the he next He coached year the too. Niners, right? Ravens, though. Which one? One of them. They're two brothers. I don't know. I'm old. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. So how did Jimbo, Jimbo Slim do? Jimbo Fisher, yeah. So this was the biggest uh, story in college football, I guess, last week. Well, aside from the whole Michigan scandal. But um, so given background on Jimbo Fisher, he's one of the biggest names in college football coaching history. Uh, he won a national championship with Florida State, I think in 2013, with, uh, it was the team with Jameis Winston. Um, so he, ha- he built a powerhouse at FSU, and Texas A&M, they hired him, I believe, in 2017. They signed like a 10-year, $75 million contract, which is absolutely absurd. Um, first three years, he did okay. He had one year, I think, where they ended up number five or number six in the AP ranking. So very good year, but the other two years were very mediocre. And after the third year, they gave him another four-year extension worth another an, addi- an additional nine million a year for those next four years. Um, let's fast forward to 2023. They're, they're six and four, I think, in the SEC. Um, not nationally ranked. They haven't been the last two or three years, and the athletic director just cut ties with him. Um, whoever negotiated Jimbo's contract deserves, I mean, I'm sure he's getting paid a ton of money, but somehow all of this money was basically guaranteed. Um, there was a, there was a buyout clause in the contract. So long story short, um, Jimbo just got paid $76 million to essentially just leave and can do whatever he wants now. Can he coach another team? He can. Yeah. So, so he's getting paid, I think 19 million, the contract states, he's getting paid almost $20 million in the next 60 days. And then going forward, he's getting like seven and a half million until 2031, um, which is absolutely absurd. So the coaches always made money. Now the players are making money. Coaches are still making money, right? Yeah. So we're good on that front. Yeah. When I think about the Jimbo Fisher situation, I kind of think about um, at the end of every collective bargaining agreement, it seems to be that 
the way they force the next CBA, the next collective bargaining agreement, is the idea of a cliff year. By the way, we do the same thing with state taxes. At the end of every estate tax threshold, either we say, hey, estate taxes are going away, or we're going to lower to some de minimis amount that's going to force Congress to negotiate. So the NBA does that. They, they did that a couple times. It either gets followed by a lockout or a strike. Um, the NFL has done that in the past, and they've had that as, those years where there's zero salary cap. College football has zero salary cap, essentially. Is that a positive or net negative for the institution, you think? I mean, look, you, you can do, they can do what they want with their money. Um, I think there definitely should be some oversight on, on that. Um, and I'm sure there is, but... But if they're not paying players, what are they really spending it on? They're spending it on the school facilities, the coaches. Right? The coaches aren't necessarily always making the team. It's the players on the team. The coaches help, but you know, well, if you pay a coach... I mean, the coaches, half a, the coaches half a have a... doesn't change anything. Coaches have a huge part. Who, who, I think a coach is more valuable to a school than a player. Because Max, you're going to get that player for his four years. In, in, that in college, I, I think that's true. That's what I mean. In the NFL, college. I think it might be a little different. But I think with college football... Coach, coach makes a huge difference. So I think. W- would you rather better players and a worse coach, or better coach and worse players? Well, I think if they're looking long term, like you, want, I mean, you want both. You want good players and good coach. But like they, they feel better about investing in a coach that's hey, this guy's going to be able to recruit people for the next two decades. Right. That's the only thing they guy. could invest in. That was the coach, right? Well, right well, now you said that that's still all that they're doing, right? They can't. Pay they can't players. pay the players. Yeah, so they have no other choice right, but to so pay the coach. Colleges <coughs> get a ton of money. They throw that money to the coach because the coach is going to recruit the best players, and then you have your communist collectives who are going to super fans, <laughs> super fans, and show those players get cars, which Bobby got zero of. Um, but if you get a great coach and he coaches well, he'll keep recruiting players. And apparently, if he doesn't coach as well, he'll get paid to go somewhere else. Uh, do you think? Do you think divisions should have? Do you think there should be a salary cap in college football? Like, should the Big Ten have? Each, each school should have a cap on what they could spend on their football program? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that'd be so hard to regulate. And it, you know, it, it comes down to, like, each, each school is bringing in X amount of dollars. You know, it's the revenue. So I, I think they, can, they should be able to spend what they want on their athletic program, including coaches and players. I mean, Florida State, right, who gave all this money to Jimbo Fisher, they brought in almost $200 million last year in revenue. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a massive business. They should, they should be able to do what they want with it and their money. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, free capitalism, right? We have a free capitalist society. You have collectives that are clearly not communist, um, although getting a tax deduction somehow. Um, I mean, may, maybe it works better if there are no rules. Should there be rules in any of these leagues? Should it just be, should, should the sports leagues work the same way the rest of the environment works, or should there be regulation? Well, what's the argument for a salary cap in any pro sport? For college, uh, a level playing field, right. right? But but also then it's like, do you want who do you, like the money for that sport's going to come in whether you're distributing it and, like to enough people or not, right? So it's like, who the do you money, want to keep? The money, money doesn't always buy the performance. I mean, look at the Yankees right. example, you know. Right. So the argument uh-huh. for is Jimbo Fisher, right? If you pay seventy six million dollars, Jimbo Fisher is going to get you the best players in the country, so you're guaranteed a championship. Except it doesn't work, and then you pay Jimbo Fisher a lot of money not to coach your team. So they gave, they gave Jimbo Fisher when he first signed on or when he did the extension, I think they gave him like a nat, like a fake national championship trophy that <laughs> said national championships. Didn't say the year, but did you ever see what the Mets did in no. spring training? They like pretended to celebrate like they were winning the world series in spring training. This year? How'd that work out for them this I year? I mean, that was two years ago. So, you know, DeGrom got hurt. Everybody left. Yeah. So they literally like, there's a video. They of really it. tried like, to like celebrate. visualize celebrate. the, the 
the it's World Series. Crazy. And yeah. After the most successful hedge fund guy bought their company, is that? I think it was them? before. Okay. Yeah. But I, I think that's I think that's a lot of what we think about, right? We definitely, I mean, from my my point of view, players should definitely get paid, right? Players are bringing a ton of value I agree, to the institution. Got to get them paid, whether the or just allow them to make the money. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. Right. Whether collectives should get tax deductions for giving them the money. It's a whole nother story. Super I hope there's some regulation there because that draws a lot of questions into everyone, every 501c3 I've ever thought about. Um, but from an institutional level, you put money back in the university. College athletics brings a lot of money back to the university, right? So that's the idea. And now at least we have players getting, getting paid. Um, so I think Bobby should go back to school. Takeaway? Yeah. I might have a fifth year, actually. So I might be able to go back. Right. So... Only works if you recruit the entire Bucknell football team. Most famous Bucknell NFL players? I mean, I want to say Julian Davenport, the guy I played with. I think he was in the league for – this was his last – last year was his last season in the league, but he had eight, eight nine-year run. So you would be retiring right now? Played with him. I think the average tenure is maybe, what, four years? Four or five, if that, four or five years. But Who's okay. the most famous uh, player you played against? I would say Chase Edmonds. He's running back for the Cardinals for a while. He's still somewhere. Yeah, I think he still is somewhere. He was on Miami. And was, right? I know he had in, got injured last year. He was with Miami. So now that you've joined the Power 4 group team, you can join our Beer League darts, Beer League ice hockey, Beer League. I think you play basketball right now. Yeah. Joe, what do, what do you play? Pickleball. Pickleball? <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to call it Beer League darts. It's just implied. Oh, it's a suit. <laughs> right, there's, okay. there's no none. It's a prerequisite. You have to. <laughs> Right. Drinking up. Darts right. have darts has made into our office as ping pong. Uh, none of the other sports do we have space for, but we have sports. We have space for a podcast studio, darts and ping pong. Um, but yeah, there's opportunities going forward, and I think that's a lot about what we think about um, as we grow out the team and grow out that that group approach. Uh, so, kind of a final topic that I want to touch for a minute was uh, I do a lot of late night reading and. When I hit the end of the internet, I try to find more. So I read the Wall Street Journal last night at 2 a.m. Um, instead of starting at 8 a.m. this morning. So the headline of the Wall Street Journal at 2 a.m. Ever sleep night, like <laughs> tough thing in my life. But it was a scary headline, right? You think about 2 a.m. You want to read like nice things. So I, I do hit a lot of sports late at night when yeah. I do my reading. Uh, the headline of the Wall Street Journal last night was "Turmoil at OpenAI Throws the Future in Jeopardy." So not the future of OpenAI, future in jeopardy. And when I think about OpenAI, uh, I think about ChatGPT, I think about the idea of the next, like what we're told is the next level of technology. And what we've been told on one hand is that AI is the future, and on the other hand is AI is here to replace Joe, definitively. Bobby's still got some time. <laughs> You're out, Joe. You're out. Done. Pickleball. But... Uh, I mean, I mean, AI, right? A lot of what we're told is that it can replace a lot of uh, human interactions, human emotions, uh, emotional intelligence, um, and a, a lot of what comes with that. What was really interesting over the weekend is uh, OpenAI made OpenAI made an interesting decision. Anybody, you guys know what OpenAI did over this past weekend? It went on a never-ending quest to kill John Connor. Oh, almost, <laughs> essentially. Well, John Connor, if John Connor was its leader, kind of. Joe, who's John Connor? No idea. No idea. Yeah. How old are you? Not going to say. Okay, fine. I can lend you my VHS. So. Well, but, uh, John Connor, though. <clears throat> John Connor? Yeah. 
the enemy of Skynet. Oh. Skynet. Open Joke. AI. <laughs> yeah, well, open AI, the, the future of, AI, the future of uh, artificial intelligence uh, was led by this guy, Sam Altman. And uh, the people at open AI, the board, uh, threw him over. The board decided over the weekend to uh, fire him on the Zoom. So when you guys get called on to a Zoom. on a Zoom, did they have yeah. reason for it? Like what were reason hasn't been given yet. Right. Uh, he was called to a uh, afternoon Friday or, Zoom. Yeah. Right, Friday is the best day to, best day to fire anybody when they're in the office because right. uh, you can. I thought it was Monday. Come up. I thought it was Monday. Did you? No, I've heard it's Monday, so that people like don't have the weekend to go like do stupid stuff. Well, like, Sam Altman is definitely not doing stupid things because he's got a lot of opportunities right now. Um, but by stupid stuff, you mean self-harm? We should have him on the podcast. Yeah, self-harm. <laughs> okay, call fine. Microsoft. Try to get him. Well, I'll call Microsoft, right? So you have an AI company. Send him a Zoom link. <laughs> fires their human leader. Um, and all the humans at the AI company by Saturday afternoon threatened to resign because the AI company fired its human leader. And Microsoft, what did Microsoft do, Joe? They hired him. Why did they hire him? That's tire. Well, they had a $10 billion investment in open AI. And... Uh, when Monday morning opened, uh, Microsoft... I think he was hired before Monday. Well, they were talk. It's still not clear where he is, and by the time you listen to this podcast, maybe we'll know where he is. He's probably in the Skynet ether. Um, is Microsoft like a majority owner in OpenAI or now? I don't know the answer. Okay. $10 billion. To well, me, sounds like a lot of money. Right. And uh, they... Apparently, we might care about Bing again. Bing's coming Bing? back? Bing? Was Bing ever involved? Bing is powered by... Bing used to be. Microsoft. OpenAI, yeah. ChatGPT. I don't think I've ever used Bing. I'm oh. still on Ask Jeeves. What? <laughs> Joe definitely doesn't know who Ask Jeeves is. Joe has no idea. No idea what that is. Well, when you think about OpenAI, right? OpenAI, Microsoft's investment in OpenAI was Sam Altman. At the end of the day, you have this tech company that's going to replace emotional intelligence, human intelligence, run by a human, and the human gets fired, and all the humans revolt and say, hey, we're not cool with this. Bring the X human back. And Microsoft says, Hey, we got a $10 billion investment. So if you don't bring X human back, we're going to hire him. Um, when I think about that, it's a little bit scary. I think AI is probably great. It definitely helps me with my LinkedIn posts. It helps us start newsletters. Um, Wait, you use you, AI in your LinkedIn? You don't write your own LinkedIn posts? You got to share this with us. I'm struggling over here, harassing a Michaela for LinkedIn there's, posts. There's a lot of plugins if you use <laughs> Bing. Um, I use Chrome. Um, but if you use Bing, there's a lot of plugins with OpenAI. Uh, but yeah, they they overthrew they overthrew this guy. Microsoft comes in. They said, "Hey, we'll hire you because we got to protect our ten billion dollar investment." But when I think about that, and I think about emotional intelligence and the conversations we're having today, the conversations we have in a room, um, I, I kind of begin to think about the idea of Skynet, Chris. Right? What happened? Skynet's created by humans, supported by humans, but it goes on out on its own. What's the story? Tell Joe what the story of Skynet is. I mean, where to start? Uh, well, basically, this was, I mean, when Terminator even come out in the oh, 80s, no. probably, right? But uh, it basically was that. Before it was uh, AI took over and was like, we're getting rid of all the humans and started killing all the humans. But the humans fought back and won. So what? But it was AI created did, by humans, right? It was created by humans. I'm pretty oh, sure. Don't ruin I mean, the movie for me. Well, there was, well I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of spoiler. You, you, can't, you can't say no spoilers when it's 30 years old. You can't. Pull that, but you should go watch. I mean, there was that poor guy who seemed really nice, right? Who Sarah Connor tried to kill. Remember that guy? Poor. And you're talking about Reese, the first one you're talking about? No, no, no. Reese was. Reese was John Connor's dad. No, there, there was a poor guy they tried to kill because he was building Skynet and his kid laid on him. You know, I don't remember time? that part. Mm. Well, I went out on a limb here, but um, 
there was a wonderful human who clearly had a loving family. He tried to create Skynet, and uh, when we, they went back in time, tried to destroy Skynet. They said, "Hey, we'll kill this wonderful human who led it." And now we got Sam Altman leading ChatGPT. So, oh, so they went back to the future then. <laughs> that was the whole movie. To pick up all Joe. Um, <laughs> they, sent, they sent Arnold Schwarzenegger back in time to go. I think that Connor. is the way we get rid of ChatGPT. No, ChatGPT is not the enemy. My, 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 I think my general thought is it's created by humans. Eventually, we have a concern that it might replace some of what we do in the workforce, some of the support we give people. But then you have the same people forgetting about the human quotient, and here we are. They fire the human, and the company is on the verge of extinction because it lost its human master. Um, the same time when I think about that, I think about what conversation do you think they're having in the rooms of chat GPT? We talked about NAL. We talked about sports today. Uh, when we think about human intelligence, it's also about the people creating that environment, right? Bobby, you have a dog? I do. What's yeah. your dog's name? Uh, Bellini. Bellini. I only know Bobby has a dog because there was a glass. I did not name the dog. Just there was, there was the a frozen version of Bellini at his wedding. It's my wife's favorite drink, so let's peach Bellini. You would like it. I'm a big Joe, fan. you would love a Bellini. Make a good frozen one, too. My next drink, time we go to a bar. Only yeah. sugar drinks for Joe. Yeah. yeah. And it needs a straw in it, too. Massive does, fan, Does it come the with the umbrella? That's what I'm saying. Umbrella. Sorry. But that's the point. I'm a massive fan of uh, dogs not being named after humans. I mean, I hope I don't offend anybody, because I'm sure there's a ton of that. Um, but <laughs> I think it's so <laughs> I probably weird. defend 50% of the population. <laughs> Someone's like, this is my dog, one? Frank. Like, <laughs> right, it's kind of weird. It's like... <laughs> the human name. I'm like, what? So I love Bellini. It's great. Yeah. My dad has a dog. They call it Bobka. Chocolate Bobka. Dark bog. Ch- Unreal. Well, I like food. That. We got Bobka's it, right? Great. Uh, I'm a snack guy, though. So I'm going to tell my wife, hey, bring me Bobka. Oh, here's the dog. That right. doesn't go so well. But it takes off that human quotient. But I think when we're trying to replace humans, right, when you trained your dog, I'm sure Bellini's got some of Bobby in him, right? Is that fair? I think so. Right? I think more of Hunter, but he's a unit. He is a unit. <laughs> it's a small English bulldog, but he's. Well, we kind of talk compact. about that, right? Dogs look like their owners, or owners look like their dogs. Good question: Can you be allergic to cats but not dogs? Oh, we're way off topic right yeah. now. Chris and I had this debate earlier, and it's it's going to be a huge thing at Thanksgiving can't. this year for me. One hundred percent, you could be allergic to cats and not dogs. How? What, what part of the cat? You're I have no to? idea, but I know people who say they're allergic to cats and people who say they're allergic to dogs. They don't say I'm allergic to cats and dogs. Well, you're wrong, but continue. Hypo, uh, hypoallergenic. <laughs> yeah, for whatever. It's, it's the, fur. It's the fur. Costs more money. Um, but so what's the answer? To which question? Can you be allergic to cats, but not? Can you be allergic to dogs, but not cats? I don't ask, think. Ask, I don't think so. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Joe, after the, after the podcast, ask Jeeves. Let up ChatGPT. But it kind of concerns me. ChatGPT, right? We'll go back to the original topic. It kind of concerns me when that room is made up by, by individuals who are trying to recreate emotional intelligence, but clearly have zero emotional intelligence. And when I think about kind of what we're trying to do is support individuals we had a podcast that was probably way too long. We talked about finance like this much. Um, but when you try to support in- individuals, what are you doing? You're trying to make create a human connection, trying to pick up those pieces, trying to be the power for group of the team, right? Trying to save time, advise, support those goals. Um, it concerns me that the next level of intelligence, which I think is coming whether we like it or not, and I think it should come because I think we always power forward, right? There's always progress. It concerns me when the individuals in the room have zero emotional intelligence. I think that's what we saw over the weekend. I think when we think about that, I think those are that, that, that's the idea. That's the idea of dialogue. That's the idea of continuing conversation. That's the idea of the two-to-one advisor ratio. Um, I think the human quotient always needs to be there. And uh, as much as I 
enjoy tech and powering forward. Uh, I wouldn't turn that over to uh, Jimbo Fisher that fast or Silicon Valley that fast or collectives that get tax deductions that fast. I think it really comes from uh, the group support, the individual voices that make up those teams and Bobby. Don't go back for a fifth year. There's no money. <laughs> That's all, folks. Toodaloo.